Hey, it's Ashley. If you haven't yet listened to the trailer, you really need to go back and take a listen so you don't miss the important parts here. This isn't a knock on your intelligence, it's just that we humans really like to cherry pick. And what we often leave out is taking responsibility and taking action. I feel really conflicted giving people more content to consume. We need to listen less to people with a platform and listen more to the people with whom we share our lives. But if you're willing to use this podcast as inspiration to open up a new conversation with the woman or man with whom you share a home and a family and a bed, let's get busy. Hello, welcome to episode six. We are starting off today with a question from my DMs. All right, gentleman messages me and first thanks me for my content and then says, hey, question, I'm in the military and I'm away for the next three months. And I was talking to my wife and I was telling her that I really hope she can prioritize her solo pleasure while I'm away. And she said, you know, when you're away, that's like the last thing on my mind. So she's a stay-at-home mom to their little kids, uh, plural children. I'm not sure of the exact number. Um, And the kids go to bed at about 8.30 at night and they sleep till 7.30 in the morning because this was information shared through DMs from the husband. Uh, So he thinks, you know, there is some time that his wife could find to focus on her own pleasure um, because she goes to bed an hour after the kids go to bed and she gets up before them. Okay. First, I think that solo pleasure is one of the best things we can do for self-care. And also, I don't think we should ever dictate to someone else uh, how they should spend their time. Not that he's dictating, but he's saying, hey, I I see your free time here, and um, I'm thinking this is maybe how you could spend it. Uh, And then he cited, you know, some sources about sex being just good for us physically and emotionally, and it is, absolutely. Orgasms are incredible. Uh, Stimulation is incredible, um, whether it's partner play or solo play. Okay, but I think that solo pleasure is best enjoyed solo um i prefer a don't ask don't tell policy in a committed partnership um everybody's gonna have something different but i really love the possible mystery that creates Um, mystery is something that's hard to create in any fashion when you are in a long-term partnership if you're not a fan of mystery then maybe you're a fan of privacy for yourself or for other people One of the reasons why it's hard to find time to self-pleasure as a mom and a wife is that uh, it's hard to find time to yourself in a locked room, in a comfortable position. So if your partner leaves their toy on the bathroom counter charging or after they washed it, don't ask for a play-by-play or a rundown. Let their private sexual experiences be that, be private just for them. This episode is brought to you by Splash Blanket. Do you or your partner experience a wandering mind during sex? Tune into your body and the glorious task at hand with a super soft, 100% waterproof sex blanket. Machine washable and dryer safe, get yours at splashblanket.us and use code KEEPINGITHOT 
for 11% off. That's splashblanket.us. One of the reasons that I am so passionate about talking to people about their relationships and especially about what they're doing in the bedroom is because it is a place where we have remarkable privacy and remarkable freedom to try new things. And so often in our lives, we are stuck. We're stuck in a job that is not satisfying. We are stuck living in a home that's not quite where we want it to be. I'm not saying that like we need to be on an episode of Cribs, but I'm saying like, you want a better shower or you want a better car or you wish that you lived in a place where the weather was nicer. Is it your relationships are dissatisfying, your job, your level of comfort in your body as far as health and wellness and energy? What is it? There are so many places where we're dissatisfied and we want things to change, but we're waiting for things to change. Or when we try to make a shift, the people around us push back. What are you doing? Are you crazy? Like, that's not responsible. What what are you doing? What are you doing, right? When we're adults, we are stuck, stuck, stuck in this like very tiny box of what we think makes someone a responsible adult. The very first scene in my book, Swing, I'm waiting in line to use the bathroom at an invite-only sex party in New York City, where we had to send in headshots and a relationship bio to get on the guest list. The reason I shared that was because my whole life, I tried to live within these perfect parameters that I had invented. I want everybody to understand this. We invent these parameters ourselves and nobody else actually has the rule book that we're playing by. And we have these these tight parameters like guardrails around, okay, what we think it means to be a good person what it means to be a good employee, what we think it means to be a good sister, what it means to be a good daughter or son. We have these parameters around which we think we have to operate within. We have to operate within them in order to be a good person. Now, I want to invite you to consider that maybe the rules that you're living under are invented by you and that no one else completely understands them and no one else is really going to care if you break them. The people around us who love us, if we break our own rules in order to find more satisfaction and joy and get closer to ourselves, you know how they're going to feel? Happy. They are going to feel happy. The people around us who have a negative reaction when we become more of ourselves, when we do something brave, when we do something different, those people are just feeling their own arbitrary rules and walls close in on them. And they're going, wait, you're supposed to feel this constricted. I feel this constricted and you feel, you you look like you're just free over there. What are you doing? Stop it. Their reaction to you actually has nothing to do with the rightness or wrongness of your behavior. It has everything to do with the fears they have and the very small box that they built around themselves, they are getting triggered when you live your life. This is one of the reasons that I love encouraging couples to try different things in the bedroom. Because guess what? The only person there with you is you, if you're trying something solo, or your partner, your spouse. The person you've either been in this long-term intimate 
relationship with or the person you actually legally married. The person who one day, actually probably it was like lots of days, right? We had a period of time where we got to know this person and we really loved the way that we felt with this person. And we thought, yeah, I am going to be a better version of me and life is going to be a better version of life if I'm with this person. Now, put a one in the chat if there have any, if there, there's ever been a time, I'm putting a one in the chat too, that you have thought, shit, did I pick the wrong person? We've all felt it, right? We've all felt it. Did I pick the wrong person? Because it's not as easy as what you hoped, right? Life was not as easy as what you hoped and you thought, damn, I feel like I'm like bumping up against this person. Yes, we bump up against our partners. You know when we bump up against our partners? When we want permission from our partner for us to do a brave thing. And that bravery is really supposed to come from inside us. The times when our partner will feel the most unsupportive and the most disconnected from us is when we are asking them for something that they can't give us. We're asking them for permission to be ourselves. And that is too complicated of a job to ask someone else because they're still figuring out who they are. I swear the first 40 years of life are like just, just getting yourself like all turned around, like you're playing pin the tail on the donkey and you just get spun around. All right. Four decades, just spun around, spun around, spun around. And then when you turn 40, they stop spinning you around and they go, here you go, find your way. I think that so often when we are in sort of, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, and we're like starting to reevaluate things, we realize that we've been going so hard and so fast and we've gone on autopilot and maybe we've been passing babies back and forth for years. And when we are in that sort of physical survival mode, it is hard to act intentionally. It is hard to get plugged into who we really are and what we really want and be discerning in our decisions. So we just repeat the same things we've repeated every day. And we just repeat the same things we've repeated every year. And then we look at our relationships and we go, why is this so stale? Why is this so stagnant? It's because we are meant to change every single day. When I was coaching athletes, what I was certain of is that the athlete that would step on the ice at 7 a.m. would be different than the athlete who would leave the ice at 8 a.m. We don't go one hour in sport without getting better, okay? And that doesn't mean we're like landing a triple axle by the end of the hour when we weren't before, but maybe we understand something more about the takeoff. Maybe we understand something more about teamwork. Maybe we understand something more about stamina. Maybe we understand something more about, ooh, yeah, here's the proper warm-up I need to do in order to do that. Okay, we become better versions of ourselves like that. Okay, every single day, we can have better awareness and we can take smarter action. We just need to bring a little reflection and self-awareness into that. That is why in the bedroom, so many couples now, thousands and thousands and thousands of couples, probably millions actually, because I reach about a million people a day. Millions of couples have taken this goal of having more fun in the bedroom and they've succeeded. They've said, hey, next time we get it on, or how about this Saturday? Let's have a sexy Saturday afternoon. Or how about we get a new toy and we just try like a quickie on a Tuesday, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how elaborate the plan is. It doesn't matter how simple it is. The point is that couples all around the world are saying, hey, you and me, 
we're a good team. And maybe we um, have not been on the same page and not really working together in the ways that we can, not just to run your household, not just to support each other with a stressful boss, but to like become the best versions of each other and the best versions of yourselves. Because when you first got together, and I know when I first got together with Manny, I saw him and I was like, I really feel good with him. I really feel good with him and I really trust him and I really feel safe with him. And I think life is going to be fucking awesome with him. Yes. Marry me. Marry me, please. But none of us know how much we're going to change during that time. Because like I said, I think the first 30 or 40 years of life are like, you get just get spun around, spun around, like you're playing pin the tail on the donkey. And then it's like, go live, go, go do life now. Right. And you're dizzy and you can't really tell what is what, right. And you just have to trust yourself. And I am, <laughs> this has kind of been, this has kind of been my uh, MO for my whole life is creating situations where people can see that they have more potential than they think. Create situations so people can see, wow, I'm more creative than I thought. I'm more patient than I thought. I'm more daring than I thought. I'm braver than I thought. I'm kinder than I thought. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And then their belief in themselves is going up. Their belief in themselves is actually starting to match who they really are. And that's what I want for all of you. And that's what I want for all of your marriages and your parenting relationships is that your belief in yourself starts to match your actual potential as an incredible human being. Because for almost all of us, our belief in ourselves is so much lower than that. Does your mind wander during sex? Do you wish you could get more into your body and stay out of your own head? Splash Blanket to the rescue. The soft, silky fabric on your skin can help you melt right into the bed, truly heightening your ability to relax. When my body is against my bed sheets, it could be that I'm trying to fall asleep or reading a book to my kids but when I'm laying on the splash blanket, my body gets the signal that the only thing I need to do is experience pleasure. There's nothing else for me to do. No other care in the world that needs my attention at that very moment. Free your mind and the rest will follow, so they say. Grab your blanket at splashblanket.us and use code keeping it hot for 11% off. Allowing yourself to try new things, to take new brave action. All right, maybe you're not ready to quit your job on Monday, but maybe you're ready to say, you know what? We are going to try one of these after dark workshops. Uh huh. We're going to try it. We're going to try it. Me and my spouse in the, in the bedroom, turning on a Zoom webinar or a Zoom webinar replay. And um, for 60 to 90 minutes, watching a trained tantric practitioner walk us through some techniques, whether you are going to try something new in the bedroom in the privacy of your own home, okay? The privacy of your own home, if you're going to try something new with your partner, if you're going to open up a new conversation, why not, why not stretch our bravery? Why not test our bravery in that area? Because I mean, good sex really is one of the best parts of life, isn't it? Like when it's good, when couples are trying the after dark workshops for the first time, when couples are saying yes to coming on a retreat, when 
they are saying, okay, you know what? Yeah, we're going to read Keeping It Hot, the workbook. You know what? Oh, we're going to listen to Swing together. Just what is happening is I'm not giving people any advice. Even the the tantric practitioners, they're not giving people any advice. You know what they're doing? They are just saying, hey, look, there's a possibility here. We all live within these tiny little boxes and we go repeat, 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 repeat. And we're like, okay, why doesn't life feel any different? Well, you've got your head down and you are just following the same default instructions like a mouse in a fucking maze. We need to do something different. Any brave step you take, you're going to feel scared. We need to stop taking ourselves so seriously and we need to just branch out outside the box just a little bit. I've been playing this game of chicken with the universe where I'm like, huh, if I bought myself something nice, am I still a good person? My very first book event, my very first author event after Swing came out, I was invited to interview Candace Bushnell. She wrote Sex in the City. She is Carrie Bradshaw. Like Carrie, the Carrie Bradshaw character is based off of her, Candace Bushnell. In a subsequent book, Is There Still Sex in the City? She actually changed the name of the character back to Candace. So I bought myself a pair of Jimmy shoes for that event. I had never bought fancy shoes in my life. So I was playing this game where I was like, okay, am I still a good person if I buy something nice? Turns out I'm the same person. I know for a lot of you in the bedroom, you think, oh, if I tried that, I may be setting a precedent and I may not want to do that anymore. I also have heard from hundreds and hundreds of you in the DMs that you think that there are certain things in the bedroom that are for certain kinds of people. Maybe your partner will suggest something and then you think, not that far, or, oh my God, that's a slippery slope. If I say yes to that, then something else is going to happen. We're going to go down a road. I need you to know that you can trust yourself. I need you to know that you can trust your partner. I need you to know that you can make a decision and try something new. And it is not, not setting in stone for the rest of your life that you have to do that. Now, a lot of us think that if we, if we branch out just a little, that we can't come back. You know why? Because we have been living under these set rules, this box that we've built for ourselves, these guardrails that like inscribed, we have all the rules about living life as a good person. And you know what? If you were to read all those rules out loud, you would be like, oh, that one's dumb as shit. Oh, that, oh, so I always have to share, even if I don't want to, no, that, that's from kindergarten. Thanks. We'll scratch that one off. No, you don't have to give everything from yourself. We're really a little twisted up in what sharing and generosity really is, right? There are all of these rules. Most of them bullshit. Most of them, if you look at them, they, they contradict themselves all over the place. Like, ooh. You should be sad if they say no. Oh, you should be worried if they say yes. Okay, well, what is it? Which one's good? Oh, neither. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but in the bedroom, there's always room to learn. Show your willingness to try new things with the After Dark Workshops. They're private, recorded, guided pleasure practices from trained tantric coaches and sex therapists. Go to keepingithot.com for our single workshops and bundles. Topics include oral and manual for him, oral and manual for her, intro to dirty talk, intro to squirting, secrets of female pleasure, control your ejaculation masterclass for men, and more. Workshops start at $25. It's the cheapest and sexiest date night you can get. Check out the After Dark Workshops at keepingithot.com.
com. When things are good, we feel anxiety. And when things are bad, we feel anxiety or sometimes depression. It's like sometimes like, oh, should I be anxious or depressed? We have a very, very, very small corridor within which we're allowed to just feel good. And quite often when we feel good, we, we, start, we start to get worried. Most of us have been running on a constant, constant level of stress and anxiety our whole lives. And with that, it's not just like the pace at which we move. It's not just the thoughts in our head. It's actually the physiological cocktail of, of chemicals, of hormones that run through us all the time that are saying, be on edge, be on edge, be on edge. Okay. Maybe we had a parent who yelled a lot. Maybe we've had, maybe we've had trauma, right? Maybe we've had like physical trauma. Maybe we've had emotional trauma. Maybe in the bedroom around sexuality, we've had trauma. So there are all of these old memories, right? Have you guys read The Body Keeps Score? You know, there are all of these old, old memories that keep us operating on autopilot. And what I want to invite you to do is to try different things. To be brave, to take brave action. Let me say that. Because a lot of us think like to be brave, we have to be not scared, which is just not true. I used to tell my athletes this all the time before we would go to perform because they would perform for hundreds and thousands and thousands of people at competitions and have judges and like their performance, their level of execution over the next three and a half minutes would determine whether our season was done or not. So what I would say to them is the key to executing life the way you want to execute it, which means making the moves you want to make, taking that action is not to wait till you don't feel scared. The actual goal is just not to look scared when you're performing for an audience. And for us alone, trying something in the bedroom or trying something new in our business or trying something new with our partner and saying, no, 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 I'm going to stop doing that thing that never hits the spot, that never works. I'm trying and trying and trying. I keep doing the dishes. I keep cleaning the house. I keep trying to do this thing that's going to make them feel better. And we're not getting any closer. They don't seem to be feeling any better. Well, they're not coming to me and saying, I feel good. Let's connect, right? So many of us are running like so low in our tanks because we keep doing the same things and expecting different results. When we are anxious, we can't access the part of our brain that's creative. When we're in fear, we can't access that part of our brain that has new ideas and that has some innovative problem solving. So one of the ways we can get ourselves out of that flight or, or fight, freeze, fawn, I mean, we have a whole bunch of actually trauma reactions, is to do something different. I, I have a bunch of things for couples and for individuals, right? Because I've coached, 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 coached all my life. So then coming into this area and sharing about my marriage and people saying, oh, hey, 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 I, I want some of that. I need, I need help in my marriage. Whoa, 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 I need a shift. I, I, I. The reason why so many people are so hungry for change in their marriage is because that is your primary partnership. It is your primary partnership. And there's so much potential there for support and growth and stretching and love and great orgasms and great vacations and incredible experiences with your pets and your kids, right? Like that's your person. 
that's your person. And if you don't look at them every day and go, I fucking adore you, then what are we doing? What are we doing here in life? What are we doing? And I have to assure you that I adore Manny and I adore my kids because I have done the work to actually become the version of me. And it's an ever, ever continuing ongoing process to, to get closer to who I really am. And the way I get closer to who I really am is I try things that I haven't done before. And I think, yeah, does that feel like a match for the person I think I'm supposed to be? Because for a long time, we do that. We all do this. We all do this. The person I was, was the person I thought would make as many people happy as possible. <sighs> like on a daily basis, seeing my kids and my husband and my in-laws and my hundreds of skaters and their parents and my co-director and my assistant coaches and my family. I thought, all right, whew, this version of Ashley, and she's a little different like this, blah, 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 blah. This is like the Stepford Ashley who they will like, and 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 I didn't even like me. I was so, I was so spun out trying to figure out what everybody else wanted from me that I, I couldn't remember what I would have wanted because I actually turned down the volume on what I wanted really early. Like by the time I was seven years old, I was like, all righty then, what do I need to do to feel better here in all of the different places where I was already putting so much pressure on myself on the ice, in my family, at school, all the places. It's been a while since we've just done something for fun. That is one of the ways you can break, break away from the tiny guardrails, the tiny parameters you have around who you're allowed to be and what you're allowed to do is by doing something fun, is by doing something silly. Now, I wore off anything fun and silly when I was a really little kid. I was a very serious little kid. And my whole life, I've been trying to um, ensure that people are going to take me seriously enough. Um, and I've realized very recently that I'm actually not very serious at all. I like to be very silly. I like to be very silly. And I didn't know that about myself because I was trying to be so serious. Let's ask the bigger question, the bigger question around what vulnerability is required to really feel pleasure? What vulnerability is required to really feel fun? What vulnerability, what trust, what trust, what trust in yourself and the world and that the sky will not fall is required for you to like unplug and just, just devote some time to yourself. Self-care has been a big buzzword for the last few years, mostly directed as women at women. What, what if we had like, instead of facials, instead of painting your nails, like you have an orgasm? What if we did that? Because that is a higher level of care. That's a higher level of infusion of goodness for your body, right? Right. Just think of like the physiological responses when when you climax. It's super good for you. You can Google it. You can Google it like health, health benefits of intimacy. That's what I want for all of you. Here's your keeping it hot tip of the day. You and your partner having different preferences in the bedroom can actually lead to more satisfying intimacy for both of you. Here's how. When you don't find alignment on something you like, ask questions about what it is about that act or activity that your partner does not like. 
Is it the sensation, the taste, the smell? Is it a physically uncomfortable position to be in? Do they think that act of intimacy means something about them? That only a certain type of person would do that? Ask new questions and get new answers. Here is the wonderful thing about trying something different in the bedroom. It brings you and your partner closer together because you guys are on the same team. You're always on the same team, but we often forget it. And you get to try something just the two of you, no one else knows about, that's going to be fun and different. Okay. Also, you're going to learn things about yourself and your partner, even if the thing that you both learn is, oh yeah, we don't like eye gazing. Whether you like it or whether you don't, or whether you're on the same page or not, you're just gathering information about them and about yourself. And you've created a situation where it's like, oh yeah, we can be different. We are stronger in our differences. Let's become reacquainted with the idea that we are safe. We are safe in our homes with somebody who puts the toilet paper on the roll the wrong way. We're safe with someone who like likes to pile dishes on the counter. We're safe with like all of these different ways. We're we're safe even if we're in the bedroom with somebody who really wishes we could like do anal or pegging all the time. And we're like, I'm just not into it. That's fine. You don't need to be into it. But let's give you and your partner the opportunities to realize how different you are in and outside the bedroom and that it's okay. That it's okay. You're not going to find out something dangerous and scary about your partner, about yourself. And it's the thing about ourselves that we're the most afraid of. We are afraid we're going to find out something that's going to make us unlovable to ourselves because we've been shown in a lot of ways growing up that we are unlovable. Like we are hard to deal with, that we're like hard to like, that we're hard to cooperate with, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're all a lot to deal with because humans are like a lot, right? Every dog is a lot to deal with. Every living thing is a lot to deal with. Like, hallelujah. Let's celebrate that. Let's figure out all the ways that we are like so out there because that's where our that's where our genius lies. So many of us spend so much of our time trying to work on our weaknesses. Like, fuck that, right? What if Tiger Woods was like, golf is easy, but I'm really interested in being a well-rounded person. I'm going to play piano, right? What if Serena Williams was like, yes, tennis is sort of this thing that I can do, Ugh, but nope, poetry. I'm going to write poetry. Think it would make me more well-rounded. Well, yeah, but then we would be actually um, stealing from the world if we didn't have Serena Williams, if we didn't have Michael Phelps, if we didn't have Tiger Woods. And I use sports examples because I just, sports are my favorite. If Taylor Swift didn't write music, the Rolling Stones never made any songs, that would suck. So what are you holding back from the world right now? Because you're not trying new things. What potential do you have inside you? that is just going to like, it's not going to die, but it's going to get dusty. And maybe you're going to have to try next lifetime. This is one of the reasons why it's fun for me to think of multiple lifetimes, because when I am so afraid, I'm afraid all the time. I still wake up three mornings a week in a cold sweat going, oh my God, did I write that book about sex clubs? I did. But I still, I still want to like put the genie back in the bottle. It's not about that story. It's about me. I finally decided, hey, I'm going to just start being me and seeing if that's okay. That's my real game of chicken with the universe is like, huh, I'm going to be more me today. Did the sky fall? It didn't. It hasn't. You know what's happened? The walls have opened up. 
And that is what I, I love coaching people through. And even in my DMs, people just want to talk about feelings. People just want to talk about how, how they see themselves and how they see their partner and how they want people to see them in the world. If you guys turn up the volume all the way, what does the world get to hear? Something better. So let's just find the different places. It's so dangerous. The world's a dangerous place. But let me, let me tell you a couple of ways you can think about this to just help you just shift and get a little bit braver because so many of us are very stuck in our fear and we have ourselves like buckled up so tight and really the, the things we're trying to keep ourselves safe from are imaginary. They've either already happened to us, right? Or already happening right now, or they're imaginary. Like we're worried someone's not gonna like us. Uh, congratulations, you've already had a lot of people not like you in your life before. A lot of people don't like me, that's fine. A lot of people don't like you, that's okay. Maybe it's just a couple. Maybe you just have a, two people in your life who have never liked, who don't like you, that's fine. Maybe you're gonna think you look lazy. Maybe you're going to think you look irresponsible. Maybe you're going to look frivolous. What I want you to do is to try it anyway. Try it anyway and know, uh, you know what, what you're doing is just like tuning to a different radio station. You are not blowing up your whole life. I, I kind of like the blowing up the life method. That's sort of like how fast I go, but you don't have to. You don't have to. There are a lot of baby steps you can take to figure out, wait, what do I really want? What do I really want? Because that is the biggest thing for people is that we have pushed down the things we wanted and labeled it as not now, labeled it as too selfish, labeled it as too lazy, labeled it as too easy. And we push them down and push them down and push them down. And then we can't even really feel what we want anymore. And we have this low simmering dissatisfaction and anxiety around, I don't think I'm really doing what I meant to do with my life. I really wish I could find the answer of my passion. And it's right there. It's right there. It's that thing that you shove down all the time, but you've labeled it as something that can't be done. Boom. The first thing you need to do is stop telling yourself no. Stop telling yourself no. You do not need to be afraid of yourself. You do not need to be afraid of your ideas. You do need to be afraid of where you are going to be six months from now or one year from now or 10 years from now or on your deathbed if you don't change. That is something that, that should sort of be in our awareness because we all know that life keeps happening. It keeps happening so quickly. It even speeds up. And that is why so often you will see parents of older children in line at the grocery store longingly staring at the mom or the dad with the three little kids in the shopping cart and they'll go oh those were the best days have time slow down those were the best days no they weren't they weren't happier then they were stressed and they weren't having great sex and they probably weren't making as much money as they wanted to and they were tearing their hair out and they were probably talking to their kids in ways that they didn't want to talk to their kids but instead of realizing that, that parent of the teenager or the grown child is saying to you, oof, life doesn't feel that great right now. I think it was better then. No, it wasn't. They're still just waiting for their life to start. They're still just waiting for the freedom to do what they want. They're still just waiting for everybody else 
to be good enough and settled so that you can start actually living. And the gift, the real gift we can give our kids is to show them in real time as they are growing up as kids, how we are finding our way. You know what that does? It slows down the spin that's going on with them. If we are just going on autopilot, what we're doing is we're speeding up the confusion of our kids because we are acting out of alignment with who we really are and our values. We are acting out of integrity instead of in and from integrity every day because we're just like, this needs to be done. That needs to be done. done." And inside of us, our heart and our soul is going, I think this is important. And we've shoved it down and go, not yet. I think I want to, I think I want to start my own travel company. Not yet. I think I want to do, do just woodworking full-time, not practical. Well then how, how do we, how do we get the beautiful, beautiful pieces of furniture we have? How do we get the electric cars? How do we get like the beautiful artwork or jewelry that we have? But these are the kinds of steps that we need to take. These are the these are the kinds of ways that I want you to be brave in the bedroom. This is this is the kind of way that I want you to be brave in making moves in your business. This is I just want you to start listening to the voice inside you and trusting it. That's what courage is. Believing yourself. Believing yourself. This episode is coming to an end, and I don't want it to finish before you take action. Take a screenshot of this episode and text it to your spouse. Let them know you're thinking of them and how you can better your relationship. If you both need a little handholding, grab Keeping It Hot, the workbook for fun, low pressure conversation starters to get to know each other on a whole new level. Or if you want to rip the bandaid off, if you want your dynamic with your partner to take a leap forward while you also dig deeper and fast, read Swing. The audiobook is on Audible and I narrate it. You can also request the paperback or the ebook from your local library. Whatever action you decide to take, be proud. It takes courage to move the plot of your story forward, even just a little bit. And small steps every day really do add up. Keeping It Hot with Ashley Renard is a production of Manitoba Woman Media, produced by Elizabeth Krauss. Original music by Echo Drop. Production assistance by Lauren Petraglia.